All right, Sunday night, 7 o'clock, time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry, that's me. I'm here in Portland. Jim's in the Philo studio. Jim, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. It's about uh, every three months. Are we still sticking with the cheesy hay song? Oh, yeah. Okay, that that's yeah. it. That's it for good. Never have to ask again. I, I, I don't think for good. I, I would never say that there's okay. that there's you know never a chance that we're going to switch it. But uh, okay, it's good for I, now. I think we 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 found that, and I think uh, I think if we were going to switch it, I know we talked about this a little bit. We we were talking about switching it during when we switched times. Oh, that's right. So if we were going to switch it, I think All that right. would have been the time to do it. But uh, we did not. So I think we are. We are in we are in good shape. All all, all is well here in Philo. We're uh, it's it's. Uh, you know, it was almost 70 degrees here today. It's Is it still clear up in Portland? Oh, yeah. Clear and cold. Cool at night. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got a little bit of rain. Haven't been able to mow my lawn because the, the lawn's just been too wet, and I see it's getting bigger and bigger, so that's getting to me a little bit. That. Where I, I definitely want to get out there and use my little push lawnmower and, and get a shoulder workout in, but uh, I can't. Because it's too wet. Uh, but <laughs> All I'll right. definitely, you know, at some point get get into it there. But welcome, everybody, to the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Uh, if you are new to the show, uh, this is an open forum sports talk show. Jim and I are uh, both uh, avid sports fans. We're both former uh, players uh, at the high school, collegiate, and for Jim at the pro level. Uh, and we also are both done a lot of coaching in our lifetimes as well so we've been big sports fans throughout our lives and we like to spend this hour every week bringing in you the listeners into our little sports world and giving you the opportunity to call in and talk about whatever you would like to that is going on in the world of sports number to do that is 707-895-2448 number again 707-895-2448 you can give us a ring and bring up anything you would like to going on in the world of sports it can be professional high school college rec league international stuff whatever it is as long as it is sports related in some way shape or form jim and i want to hear about it 707-895-2448 no guest this week so the phone lines are open uh jim What's on your mind? What has been in in your sports purview the last week? Well, what do you got? Um, just you know, believe it or not, I'm watching watching football. Yeah, hey, I, I just want to give um, we've got a text already from the good Doctor Patty. She doesn't want to see the uh, Hey song. She said when she was watching the uh, I didn't know this when she was watching uh. The Jordan, she, you know, she lived in Chicago during all those years. She watched all the championships as a teenager and even younger than that. And the Hay song played nonstop during the Jordan years. Did you know that? It doesn't surprise me. That's just the era of it. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, it's the era. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the era of the song. But yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. Huh. Pretty cool. 707-895-2448. Um, boy. I wonder how many other songs are are related to people's, uh, you know, sports lives. I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, what, are there a lot of famous sports songs? Uh, I I think there are definitely songs that are associated with sports. Um, I don't really know any off the top of my head that really stand out but that's just you know because that's not a part of the sports world that i know a ton about but yeah i would imagine that there are certain songs like i mean you see it with starting lineups like 
in arena music type of that stuff, it's actually pretty consistent. I think there's a lot of kind of crossover between different arenas using the same music. So, do you know if that song is that song called the Hey Song? I have no idea what it's you don't called. Know. Huh. Not a clue. All right. Well, um, I've got a this day in sports. You want to start there? Yeah, go for it. Well, see, I watched football. And I'll let you talk about football a little bit because, uh, you know, the Niners are still in it. This is a big they deal are. big deal around here. They cost me some money. Jeez, <laughs> um, you don't want to get fired from being a coach, Jared. Don't, don't bet on sports. Uh. <laughs> um, 1950, January 23rd, 1950, the platoon system became legal or started to be used in football. And when I saw that, you know, I've been watching sports. I've never even thought of football without the offense and defense being separate units. And sure. apparently, up until 1950, you could play, or I, I, I believe you still can play both, right? You don't have you, to. You still can. That, that, that rule does not exclude you from playing both sides. But it allows you, you just it allows you to split your offense and your defense. And and every now and then you'll see a situation where a, I think a defensive lineman will come in as like an extra tackle, like on the on offense or come in as like a fullback. Every, on a rare occasion, if uh, there's going to be a Hail Mary, the t- a team will, uh, the defense will send in like a tall receiver just to sit in the back of the end zone and try and knock down a pass. Yeah, and, like and six four, six five receivers. So, yeah, basically in in 1950, it was started. That started to be allowed where you could. Spin and think about where it's gone from now. You got a special, a, a whole different group of guys just kicking field goals and making punts and running back, kicking off and running back kickoffs. It's like so sure. specialized now that that no one you know play. Is the entire line like on the punting team a different offensive line than than, than on regular offense? No, it's actually – I'm going to probably shoot myself in the foot here, but players that play on special teams are not on the roster as special teams players. They are very often just backups. So the the, the line on, like, a punt, it's, it's probably, like, a bunch of, like, backup, you know – linebackers and things like that because you're obviously not going to put linemen in to try to cover a punt right like that's right yeah so so there's no one on the team i would say outside of kickers that are are dedicated to like that's their position everyone else on the team is usually just like a backup or something like that hello you're on the sports phone hello hello Hello, jerry it's burton hi it is indeed good to hear from you happy new year burton Happy New Year to you. It is uh, an, an interesting New Year for me, and I hope that uh, we all have a great year, or at least that things improve <laughs> dramatically this year for everybody in a social, physical, and uh, and what about football? Health, healthful and physical and, and spiritual way, for that matter. But anyway, today in sports, this day in sports, um, one of the big uh, criteria to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame is you have to have completed 10 seasons as a professional in the field. And after 10 years in baseball, once completing those 10 years, you can be nominated. And Willie Mays, immediately after being in for 10 years, was named 
and elected to the Hall of Fame. So let me get this as straight. Soon as, they, Before, as soon as he was eligible, he was in. So you don't have to play 10 years and then retire to get in? No, you have to play 10 years. Wow. And you can get in. And so he had just been, in 1979, he had just done 10 years, and he was in the Hall of Fame right uh, away. It isn't, isn't, the, isn't the technical term for that first ballot where you, you get into the Hall of Fame the first time you're eligible? Isn't that first? Isn't, I, 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 I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but I do know that it was like 432 people were able to vote on it, and 409 voted for William Mays. Is there something about this day in, in sports? Did that happen today in, in a certain That year? happened today in 1979. Oh, 79. Wow. I, I thought you had to be retired. I think you have to be out of basketball to make the, the Basketball Hall of Fame. I think. I don't, I don't well, know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All I know, all I, know I, I happen to know that, that he got in, <laughs> and it was as fast as you could. As quickly, as soon as he was eligible, he was into the Hall of Fame. And that is, I did double check real quick, that is what a first ballot Hall of Famer means. It means as soon as they're eligible, they get in the first time they're eligible. So How yeah, how rare is that? Has anyone else ever done that? Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Um, here, wait a second. Uh, 707-895-2448. But, 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 but I'll tell you what, something about, I'll, I'm going to tell you something about Jerry. Obviously, he's far younger than I, which we knew, because he's that good with the Internet. And he's got some high-speed stuff at his house. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He's important. Uh, okay, so uh, so that's all I had to throw in there. It's been a while since I've been on the air on your show, and all of a sudden I realized I, I knew something that would be interesting for the crowd, and maybe I'll come back later today. You have a history so of, 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 the of spurring. Thir- Go ahead, Jer. Of the 329 players that are in the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, or of the 329 people so it includes executives and managers and so on and so forth um of those 329 232 of them are players of those 232 57 of them were first ballot hall of famers meaning they got in the first year they were they were eligible and all right so that wasn't that big a deal silly me but willie mays (laughs) willie mays is one of those baseball players like babe ruth (laughs) that everybody's heard of if they know anything about baseball oh absolutely yeah Yeah, no doubt what is that's so, I mean, it's a quarter. Even if they don't know 25%. what, what, who he played for, or what he's known for, everyone knows that name. Yeah, yeah, I know mm. the. Okay. I definitely, it's a name I know for sure. But yeah, twenty five percent are of, of the class of Major League Baseball or first ballot Hall of Famers. I, I would think you know. So it's real obvious. So it's real obvious early on in someone's career that they're going to be in it. That's yeah, uh, that's what yeah, I think. Ten years. Ten years. Yeah, I, I think there's a bunch of people right now that we know are getting in after 10 years. I can't name who they are, but right. I know there's a lot of superstars in baseball right now. Yeah. But anyways, I was... And, supp- and, and, uh, and I'm kind of digging the Hayes song a little bit more than before, but you could do better. <laughs> the Hayes song came out uh, again. I've got... I've, I can't believe we've got a... Our sports phone doctor is doing research on the Hay song. It came out in 1972, Rock and Roll by Gary Glitter. I'm taking another call, Burton. Call back. Thanks, Later. Hello, you're on the sports phone. Hey, um, uh, my name is Greg, and I'm uh, uh, as a supporter for Green Bay, and I'm in the mountains, and I know we lost. (laughs) I'd love to hear what the hell happened. 
Well, so I, I, I can't. I, I will not pretend that I am a an analyst of football by any means. Like I, I am a very very casual fan. But uh, Greg, I will say before I, I give you any take. So I was uh, after. I was at a restaurant last night with the coaching staff at my high school, at the high school that I coach at. We, we go to this restaurant post-game every after our games. And at the bar, I would say the bar maybe had 10, 15 seats. It was an even split right in the middle. Like on the right, there was Green Bay fans. And on the left, there was a bunch of San Francisco fans. And that's sweet. That's sweet. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, it was great. It was it was super fun to watch because I had no like vested interest in the game, so it was just fantastic to to watch the 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 high and lows of those two sides of the bar. And it never got like violent or aggressive. They never got mad at each other. No, of course. Fun. I mean, we love yeah. each other. And that was. And yeah, by, it, by the way, caller, that was in Portland. Jerry's talking about. Yeah. Oh no! It was in Green Bay. No, no, Jer- Jerry was in Portland. I, yeah. Oh, Portland. Oh, 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 well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. So, uh, did did he threw he threw an interception? Your guy or Green? Uh, uh, Give a little synopsis. Threw an interception. Oh, I don't. I barely remember how the game ended at this point. I just remember. This well, it sounds like it ended with a field goal. It definitely ended That's with a field what, goal. Yeah, it, it ended. It ended with a field goal that 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 uh, San Francisco kicked. I just don't remember how it got to that point, and that's that's bad on me. Uh, I just was not like there was. I was you know having dinner and, and chatting a bunch. The game was on in the background, but <laughs> I feel like I remember. I, I remember Green Bay having a chance to win the game. Like, they should have been able to seal it and win it, and they didn't. That's really what yeah. stands out to me, and I, and I don't remember yeah. the details of it. But so Green, Green Bay is out of it now, right? Yeah, yep. they're out. Green yeah. Bay's out, and the oh, 49ers shit. are in. And it's, it's, um, it's really interesting that um, the Packers fans are like, Yankee fans. There's people that hate the Packers because they have rivalries with their team. I mean, it's just they're one of those teams: the Packers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, Vikings, the Forty Niners, the Bears. Oh yeah, yeah. And the Yankees, the Lakers, teams like that 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 spur emotion um, all the time. Blocked punt. That's what it was. That's what it was. San Francisco blocked a punt to tie the game. Did you watch? Did you watch the game? I did, but as I was saying, um, I, I wasn't like super locked into it just because I was with some friends and, and we were kind of watching it passively. I'm so um, bummed. I wanted Green Bay to win. Now I have to uh, uh, bow my head to my 49er friends who are fans. Okay. Oh, damn. Well, yeah. All right. Talk to you next time. All right. Uh, go 49ers. <laughs> yeah. So, well, and then the, the other funny part. And, and any 49er fan will probably know this and kind of like talk it up is they're kind of the, the bane of Aaron Rodgers' existence. Uh, he, Rodgers has never beaten the 49ers in the playoffs. I think he's now 0-4. So it's um, – it's like what I've learned is is Bears fans hate Packers. That's one thing. 
I think the 49ers have a rivalry with the Packers. The Packers, there's a lot of team people not, don't like the really. Packers. I, no, I, I, I wouldn't say that that's in the, the top of the, the no. rivalry list. I, I think if for the for the 49ers, I think it's, you know, I think it, it the way that the NFL works, I think rivalries are very much in your division. You know, Rodgers has been in the league for, I think, you know, 15 some odd years at this point. He's played San Francisco four times in the playoffs. So I don't know if you can deem that a rivalry, but I, he, he hasn't beaten them in the playoffs. So if you want to call it a rivalry, yeah. it's like that. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was a good, it was a good game. Uh, and I just remember it, like I said, just with the, having that split bar that I was at where there was a bunch of Packers fans and a bunch of 49ers fans. It was, it was very entertaining. 707-895-2448. Give us a call on the sports phone. Bring up anything you want. I was sort of surprised there with with Burton call, Jr. I was expecting a 49ers call and it was a, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess when you talk about Willie Mays, it's you're talking about the Giants, right? I mean, necessarily. Uh, I'll take your word for it. I, I yeah. Mean, yeah, you're asking. Yeah, baseball is not my. Yeah. Not my. Not my first. I know he made a really famous catch, but I don't. I, I don't remember who it was for. I think. I think it was the Giants, but I could be wrong. I, I, I think he gonna... played most of his time with the Giants, but I expected more. I expected the first call with with a uh, pro sports to be about the 49ers. I mean, this is a big <laughs> deal. Who are the 49ers play now? They are going to play the Rams, so it's going to be a divisional game. Uh, they they played in the they played. I think it was like the last week of the season or the second to last week of the season. And had a good game, so yeah, two teams same division know each other well. Should should be fun. And let's just a, a little bit about the football playoffs. Just an overview: is the number one team in the AFC and the NFC are both out. Yep. And yep. didn't we say the numbers and Green Bay's out? And, and then in the AFC. No, in the NFC, the two seed is out as well. Wow, so yeah. much, so much for the seeding. Uh, seeding is based just on records, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it gets tricky, I think, in in football, right? Because in the second round, it's you know the, the you know the, the twos playing the three, so it's one of those like yeah, technically it's an upset, but is it really kind of thing? If you've got two teams that have identical records, but because of some tiebreaker, one's got the higher seed over the other. January twenty third. Um, this day in sports, what do you got? So I have 2015. Uh, and real quick before I go into it, 707-895-2448. Got about 40 minutes left on the sports phone here. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. 707-895-2448. Uh, 2015, Clay Thompson. I remember this game. What? I, I, I don't remember watching it, but I remember the highlights from it. Because they, it was shown over and over and over and over again on, on you know Sports Center and, and related shows. Uh, Clay Thompson set a record for most NBA points in a quarter, thirty-seven, and most three pointers in a quarter with nine in a hundred and twenty-six to hundred and one victory over the Sacramento Kings. Like I said, I didn't watch the game live. How many did he score? Twenty-seven of it. Twenty-seven or thirty-seven in the quarter. Thirty-seven in the quarter. Wow. Nine, Twenty-seven of those were from three. So the two records. Wow. Most in a quarter and most three-pointers made in a quarter. I saw that game, or I saw the highlights or something. That, oh, that, yeah. Everyone, like I said, everyone saw the highlights. I didn't see the game, but everyone, everyone saw that, it. That was, that was sort of the sustainability of that quarter, if you think about it. Is, 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 I felt the same watching that one quarter as I did when Kobe scored the 80 points in a game. It had the same yeah. kind of feeling, like how, how can someone score this much consistently? 
yeah, hmm. that, that's the thing that, that stands out about it. Like, you have to be so consistent. You can't you in a in a 12 minute quarter, right? With it where you're only going to have the ball for a certain amount of time and, you know, you might come out. You, you have to be very efficient with your scoring. Like you can't miss a lot of shots. All right, Jerry, I've got a topic I'm dying to bring up. You ready? Yeah, go for it. I'm ready. Uh, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about. But Jim has got something for me, and I have no idea what he's going to talk about here. Yeah, we don't do this very often. We usually prepare at least what we're going to bring up if no one calls. And this one just <clears throat> hit me. i got to give my mom, my, my mom a little bit of credit for this one. So how many times have we argued what is a sport? You know, we, we've talked about it. Vince has brought it up a bunch of times. You and I have talked about it. Uh, and, you know, the, the criteria always varies. You know, it's, it's got to be this. It's got to have be athletic. And then we, we say poker is a sport. And then someone says it isn't. Someone says it is. And then gaming is a sport. Someone says it is. Someone says it isn't. So I, I personally believe that the only reason that gaming and poker are even considered sports are because they're on ESPN now and then. Is that fair? I mean, what, what if, if, if poker never made it on ESPN, would people even call it a sport? Anyway, that's I'm just building up to if poker and gaming are sports in your world, Chair, I know you think gaming, poker, they're on ESPN. I'm saying for exactly the same reason, Jeopardy is a sport. It's got competition. They're playing for money. If you lose, you're out. All those same reasons. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Okay. (laughs) We're getting back to the sports game thing again, huh? What do you think? Right on. Jeopardy a sport? Uh, You know, well, um, that's a very good question. Yes, I think it's a sport because you're using a muscle, which is your mind. (laughs) Okay? And it also involves the heart, and it involves quick reaction because you have to beat the other three people out on the I'm pushing the button to, to answer the question so you also have to be a quick thinker just like on defense and be able to pick up what the heck the person's saying know where they're going and be able to, to jump on the button um, there, there's, there is some skill involved uh, but that's not what I'm calling for go ahead I interrupt you uh, uh, no 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 I think it's I think it's great because I always have these things it's like okay tiddlywinks is that is that Sport or is that a game? It involves, you know, eye coordination, muscle, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, I love, I love these kind of conversations. Um, yeah, this is a, from a Niner fan. He's been a Niner fan since 63, um, when I don't even remember the game. Green Bay, Green Bay and the 49ers have played each other nine times in championships to see who's going to go and, you know, in, in the playoffs. The Niners now have, I think, five or six uh, wins to whatever Green Bay has. The next biggest win is Dallas. That The freaking Dallas whatever America's team, gag, gag, uh, they played eight times. So there, there's a championship playoff rivalries, like, say, Oakland with Miami and the Jets in the 70s. 
You know, there's so there's playoff rivalries, but then the interdivision, you know, rivalries of where, especially on the West and the NFC West, it's changed so much. It used to just be LA and San Francisco. Sure. Yeah. yeah um, so that, that's that makes two sense. different. Yeah. Does that make sense? So there's two different yeah. things. That's my opinion. There's rivalries. You know, duck the Dodgers. I'm sorry, I grew up on the peninsula. Anything with LA in front of it, duck them. Um, I can't say the real word on the air. So, you know, that just that just how it is. And there's some people that have the same feeling back and forth. For some reason, Seattle just has a real hard on against the 49ers. And we've really done nothing to incite that. But, you know, that's such as such. I'm getting off what I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, uh, what about the Major League Baseball strike? You know, the players are playing hardball said, no, thank you. And then another take on, I just read where John Stockton got his season taken away from Gonzaga because he wouldn't wear a mask. Um, and then um, last thing, two last things real quick. Um, I actually, as a sophomore in high school, was asked to play on the varsity football team because I was so good at special teams. Uh, you know, so special teams is actually, and they're actually starting to recognize that. Is you know special team players are can can really there you go look at the punt make or break a game oh, yeah. the holder the snapper you know that's that's skilled stuff the the speed demon that can they can stay in his lane and avoid the block and make the tackle a good clean tackle open field you know those kind of things are skilled uh, anyway oh music suggestions just just look up it's a band called Blues Time. And they have an instrumental called Full Course, Full Course, Full Court Press, oh. which you guys in basketball might like. Um, uh, yeah, The Ingenue by Little Feet, that was the opening for ESPN for the longest time. Hmm. And there's a guy in Santa Rosa who's a drummer, used to play with a band called Zero, Greg Anton, he's a lawyer, and he has a band called Greg's Eggs, and whoever is on ESPN keeps taking his instrumentals. But, of course, they only play so many seconds so he doesn't get a royalty. How <laughs> uh, you like that? Anyway, yeah, I want to hear about your, th- your thoughts on John Stockton and Major League Baseball. I'm going inside now where I can listen to the radio. Thanks Have a great the, one, guys. Thanks for the call. So, the, John Stockton? The, the, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm working on that, but we, we can start with the, with the, uh, the lockout. Um, so, for, for people who are unaware, Major League Baseball is currently in a lockout. It's a little bit weird just because of the fact that they're not in season right now. So it's kind of like they're in a lockout and there's some stuff that hasn't been able to happen. Like I think free agency is behind things, but they haven't necessarily missed any baseball yet because spring training hasn't started yet. But like there's, there will be a point that could be reached where spring training could be missed if, if they're still in this lockout. Um, I am not a economics or like money expert by any means, but to really, really boil down the, the this lockout, and for that matter, I think you could boil down any lockout. It's the owners want money and the players want a share of that money, and it basically lockouts come down to how much are the owners willing to share said money. Like, is that is that basically a fair summary of pretty much every lockout, Jim? This is like it's just it's I, players versus owners and how you're dividing up money. It's well, there's no doubt it's always about money, or there wouldn't be a lockout, right? But 
I, I still sum up when NBA goes on strike, when there's baseball lockouts, when there's football labor this or labor that, and they don't play, they miss weeks. I've always come back to the statement, it's really weird here. It's not like teachers fighting with the state of California. It's, it's millionaires arguing with billionaires. So the owners are billionaires. The players are all millionaires. So it's like, at some level, I'm just like, just get over it. It's it's entertainment. Um, get over yourselves. Work it out. I I don't know. I I I know it's more complicated than that. But that's that's uh that's the best I got. I mean, yeah. So so basically. Like my understanding of it is, owners wanted to expand the playoffs, and in expansion of the playoffs, 100% of TV revenue goes to the team, and players only get a portion of like ticket sales. That's a very rough understanding of this. And then owners wanted to basically expand the playoffs. They offered a couple little things, and then they they want to expand, and then basically keep the rest of their their agreement with the players' union the same. The players said no. They have a bunch of things that they would like. They want something called protection, like minor league protection, which is something to do with your, getting your contracts taken advantage of. Uh, and then other things about like years served and things like that. I don't care. It's so, just, yeah, like there's a lot. On. But basically, again, it's, it's coming down to the owners don't want to give up a bunch of money and the players want more money. And that's kind We've of got a, But got, I think in my experience with these – Eventually, someone comes to an agreement and we play. I don't think we're, it's not like we're never going to see baseball again. Yeah, I know. So we got another call and hang on to the thought though. That past caller brought up two issues. He wanted the, the John Stockton one getting. I assume he must have gone there. Um, let me let's see who this caller is. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, it's the doctor. John Stockton did go to Gonzaga. All right. I want to clear that up. Um, I was a big fan of his when I, I used to collect basketball cards. <laughs> like oh, I had, oh like, wait a minute. You, you know John Stockton from being a Chicago fan. No. Well, we, we did play them once, but I just in general was just really into basketball when I was younger. And so he was one of my favorite players because <laughs> he was like, he was very good at passing um, and shooting. Oh. Anyways, um what? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I just okay. realized I made a um, mistake. Oh, so yeah, I was, um, the reason I called was because I just wanted to, I just wanted to say that I, yes, there are the players that we see are, you know, billionaires or making a lot of money, but there are, as you know, there are a lot of professional players who aren't. I mean, even in the NBA, at any, the NBA and the NFL, um, that are still like on the team and that's still their full-time job, but they're not making like what LeBron is making. Um, and so, so I, I guess I just wanted to say like, I don't think it's all, whereas I don't think that there's that disparity among the owners. Do you know what I mean? Like they are truly all billionaires, but not all the well, players are. No, I, mean, I never said that. I well, just, just want to be, I, I think like, perspective is important here. If we're going to say that, you know, there's players like LeBron James and there's people who make a lot less money. The league minimum for a rookie in the NBA is $925,000. And the veteran minimum is $2.6 roughly. Patty, so, you might have misunderstood me. Let, me. let me say this, Jared, and I'll let you get back to the stats. I yeah. said what, what it's me, that it's millionaires 
arguing with billionaires. Not that the players were billionaires. The players are all almost all millionaires. As Jer's got the stats with you right there, especially in basketball. Uh, um, Jer, what's the minimum? The rookie minimum is nine hundred twenty-five thousand. The veteran minimum, I believe, is two point six million. So everyone that's there, a second year, is making two point six million at least. What about baseball? And then uh, uh, I don't. No, I'd have to look. Uh, it gets tricky with. But I mean, like, I guess my, I guess I don't know. This, this, like, is kind of like uh, gets to like Jerry Maguire a little bit. But like, what happens if they get injured? Like, I mean, there's no uh, money isn't like insured, right? I mean, I, I guess protected. I, I just it, it's totally protected. No, but I guess like if like I mean, how much are they? How much that like if if somebody gets injured in the NBA and they can't play anymore? What like how much do they get after they stop playing? So, well, within your contract, you right. have guaranteed money. There, there are some contracts that have bonuses. If you know you do a certain thing or, or different things happen, you'll get bonuses. But injured or not, a player will make the guaranteed money on their contract. Yeah, a, a five-year contract for one hundred and fifty million. You get hurt the first day of that, Patty, and you get paid full, all $150 million. I guess your question... For the length of your contract, though. Exactly. Exactly. That's why they don't like really long contracts in basketball. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, and I guess, again, like, yes, they're making much more than, than the majority of people in the world. But I, I just, like, they're, you know... I, I, I just kind of feel like the, the balance of power is definitely... Not necessarily in favor of the players because oh, you know, not. in many ways, they're they're very expendable. So that's all. I'm not oh, arguing yeah. for like any billionaire. I'm just saying like it seems like being a player is 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 pretty tenuous. You know, I mean, five making that much money for five years is is great. But I mean, if and 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 that's assuming that these like kids, most of them are kids, like even know what to do with their money. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. That's true. Yeah, so that's all. That's all that I wanted to say. Yeah, it, it's it's all it's all relative, right? Like if you compare my salary to a rookie in the NBA, I make nothing, and he's the richest person in the world. But if you then compare that rookie salary to his owner, then he makes nothing really, in, like in, yeah, in relative yeah. terms compared to the owner. So yeah, if you compare owners to players and the financial power that they have. Yeah, owners absolutely hold most the most of the chips. That's that's why these leagues have players unions that do these negotiations with the owners. Like that's that's why all these systems exist. So yes, relative to owners, players do not make a lot of money. I I, I think that is a totally fair statement. Hmm. What was the context, Patty, for the Hay song back in the Jordan days? <laughs> wait, wait, oh, what, I mean, it was play. It play. It was. You know, you know. Well, of course, there was the song that I cannot remember the name to right now, um, which I would look it up. And I'm talking to you. Um, the there was a song that played during like the announcements. You have to know that one, like when they would announce and say like, and you know, well, you mean the introduction six six the introductions, yeah, right. yeah, like Michael Jordan. Like you couldn't even hear the announcer because it was just so loud in <laughs> the stadium. <laughs> Um, after a while. So there's that song. Um, so that would play every game. And then, um, and then, yeah, the Hay song just, I mean, I remember hearing it when we went to the, um, to the rally after the, the first time that they won. 
huh. and it just seemed that song just seemed to be everywhere like during those years and in, in Chicago and it looked like and the very quick like read of the Wikipedia article I just sent you um, it looks like it's been playing at sporting events like since the 80s like the early 80s that's it Jer we're not changing it <laughs> no, I don't. I I didn't tell you that to guilt you. I really, I you know, it's not a song for everybody. But I just like <laughs> it's. It's funny because I really think that you changed it like the very first time that I listened. Because I remember you saying like, "Oh, we're trying a new song this week," and that was the first time I ever listened. And I was like, "Oh, it's the bold song." <laughs> Did we ever? No, we. I think that's been our song no, since I day one. I don't think we've ever we've ever toyed with. Oh, that it's song. just been there. Oh, it's just it's always yeah. been the song. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's people asking us yeah. if we should change it, but um, yeah. no, that's been our song right from day one. And you, how far? Well, doesn't matter. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a call, football fans. Um, John Stockton. I mean, there's got kicked out of Gonzaga's. Basketball stadium, got, lost his season no, tickets. He didn't, he didn't get kicked out of the state. Well, I guess technically what that—that's his season tickets were revoked because he refused to wear a mask. So he walks into an indoor arena, and they say, "Hey, hey, uh, buddy, there, or you got to wear a mask in here." And he just refused to put it. This is like Djokovic with—I mean, this is just an anti-vax thing. Yeah, he has been pretty public about being against vaccines. Huh. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that he refused uh, and then eventually got, got his season tickets revoked from his alma mater, where he's probably the most famous player to ever go there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, no, no surprise there. I mean, you're not going to wear a mask. I, I think it's pretty well known. You're going to go to an indoor sporting event. You've got to wear a mask. And, you know, so I'm not sure what his his goal there was. I mean, I have to wear a mask every time I coach. And it's uh, having a mask on for that long is a pain, but, you know, got to do it, right? That's the whole way our season is still going. Yeah, I think we're at this place where people are, um, I mean, everybody's doing this, but I think think celebrities are, and athletes are taking, like, more of a public stand on this than they have been. Like, I feel like a lot of them were really silent or cagey Hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic, and I think this, I feel like in the last couple months, like many of them have felt very empowered to just like push the boundaries and <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. Um, we've just seen it. We've seen it a lot. I feel like in the last like six months. Oh. All right, Patty. Um, cool. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Thanks, thanks guys. Bye. 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. About 20 minutes left on the show here. You can give us a call. Anything you want to talk about sports-related, 707-895-2448. So what do you think about my Jeopardy is just as much of a sport so, as gaming and poker? So you brought up because, hey, it's on ESPN and it's on television. And this is something that I learned many a year ago. And you either have forgotten this or you chose to ignore it for the sake of this topic. The E in ESPN stands for entertainment. Right. No, no, I know. I know that. So, so, so that's where it's kind of like, oh, is it because it's on ESPN? Does that make it a sport? No, it's entertainment. That's why it's on ESPN. Yes. Yeah, that's it's just the entertainment and sports network. I know what it stands for. You can't call me on that one. But still, 
it doesn't matter if you know that or not. When you say ESPN, it's a sports network. I mean, come on. It always has been. And, and sure. I mean, I, I've never barely even seen Jeopardy. I know you like it. It's, it, is it as much? Let's, well, forget about ESPN. If we're, are we calling poker and gaming sports? And if so, we got to call Jeopardy. That's my point. Well, let me take a call, Jerry. You can yeah, think about that ahead. one. Hello, you're on the air. We're just going to end up having the same conversation. Hello, Young. Right Tim Anderson checking in. <laughs> Hi, Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey, hey. I believe they call it a game show, don't they? Not a sports show. It's true. Well, what it's do they call? They show. don't call poker. I mean, oh, come on. They call chess a game. They call poker a game. You can't. There, is a, t- there is a TV station called the Game Show Network. <laughs> uh, John Stockton also actually grew up in Spokane. He used to sneak into the games and really? sell popcorn to get tickets. And so he oh, wow. was talking about this. This has really strained our relationship, but it's not over. You know, his kids went to school there. He really? is a Spokane yeah. guy and a Gonzaga guy, but he said it's going to take a little time to mend. But uh, huh. that the relationship isn't completely tarnished. Oh, good. Just kind of giving you a little fill-in on on local sports. You know, a bunch of different uh, scenarios have been shut down with quarantining stuff here and there. Um, But most leagues, or at least uh, the CMC, are kind of opening back up again. Games are still going on, and different teams are kind of coming and going out of quarantine, and Mm. games are being made up. And uh, most are trying to complete the full league schedule by the December 12th deadline to apply for the playoffs. Yeah, and, and Tim, that, that, that kind of tracks with what's been going on in, in the league that I'm involved in up here is that everything that has been – there's nothing that has been in the league game that has been canceled. Everything has been postponed. There was – I think yep. we had one – out of league game that got canceled just because the team was coming from a little bit of a distance, but everything league related, it's very similar up here where they're trying to get it all in and they're trying to reschedule stuff. Um, one league came to an agreement up here that they were going to do remote learning and still play basketball. So like sports are good, but the schools are remote. Um, but yeah, I think that is the consistency up here as well as we're there. All signs are we're getting through the year. We're going to reschedule as much as we can. How about this one, Tim? I, I talked to your JV coach, uh, Eric Shellman. <clears throat> he was just blown away. He said, we did not a JV coach. Uh-huh, Fort Bragg JV coach. And he said, wasn't even allowed in the gym for two weeks. Then played St. Helena away, Middletown away, and Cloverdale away in the same week. He said, it's just like, that's more travel than a pro team would make. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a full week. The nice part is they'll get those games on the, the home front coming back. But, of course, uh, yeah. But, our yeah. travel burdens for you you guys lived it as well. It's, <laughs> it is a burden to, to get places for sure. Yeah, those three places were like going to Covalo th- three times in a week. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your distance up there, Jerry? Were they coming from a half hour away? Uh, yeah, Max did. Well, no, the out-of-league team was coming from, they were a, a team I, I, somewhere in Washington. I think it was still southern Washington, but like a little further up. And they were coming down to play a bunch of teams. 
and they just all okay. they just canceled. Tell them, tell them about your league, though, Jerry, and then I'm going to take another call. Right, tell yeah, our, our league, uh, next next week, Tim, we're going to Canby High School, which is in Canby, Oregon. I think it's 30 minutes. That's our longest drive. Yeah. Well, I know when I was teaching and coaching down in Marin to have an away game and be home for dinner was a treat. Oh, yeah. Huh. Let me grab another call, Tim. Thanks. Thanks um, Tim. Call back. All right. Hello, you're on the air. If I remember songs related to sports, it seems to me that in the New York area, one of the baseball teams used to do take me out to the ball game at seventh inning stretch. Boy, I, I remember that. Uh, were you saying in, in the minor leagues, in, 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 the, in, a, in a minor league team? No, no, no. The Yankees or oh, the, the Yankees. Dodgers or the Giants. One of them used to do take me out to the ball game at the seventh inning stretch. I'm wondering if I, somehow because of that, I thought all teams did take me out to the ball game at seventh inning stretch. Is that not true? Jerry, do you know? I know that the first widely played recorded version of take me out to the ball game that was used in baseball was in 1908 by what team doesn't say what team i don't have that i'm trying to find that huh but it looks like 1908 was the first time like the current version of it was used as a child i don't remember ever going to a mets and yankee game i think they're the only two stadiums i went to as a kid um i think they both played Take me out the ball game, but I don't know that. I don't know that for a fact. Just seems seems that way. Caller, can I ask you a question? Because I recognize your voice, and um, I was going to bring this up later in the show. Have you watched Australian Open tennis matches without lines people? Yes. What is it like? Does it, does, does it make a big impact? Does it seem different from a tennis fan's standpoint? Well, it goes a lot faster because they can't challenge. The calls are all made automatically, so there's there's nothing to challenge. And once or twice they have challenged it, and the automation has always been correct. So, so there's no challenges. The computer is making all the calls. Correct. All the lines calls. The lines calls. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks for the call. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. Oh, oh, shoot! I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, double dipper, real quick. Um, base the baseball. Uh, yeah, Chicago. Chicago is best known Harry Carey, and they always had the guest singer at the seventh inning stretch. The Cubbies did take me out to the ball game. Um, huh. It, yeah, that 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 was a big one I remember growing up in the '60s and '70s with Harry Carey. And anyway, um, yeah, I don't know if any other if any other sports does this, but you know, every single baseball player gets to pick his his introduction song. I I just I was amazed at the, when I when I heard that I was like, really? Hmm, hmm. that's kind of weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I don't know. I just thought I'd the throw that in. You know, yeah, base. What's that? The only one that I know is, and I'm sure like there's a bunch of people who can name other ones. The only one I know is that Mariano Rivera came out to Metallica whenever he came out to pitch for the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Everybody gets to pick their their walk up or their you know their introduction song, which is kind of right. weird. 
but you know, <laughs> such as such as you know, whatever you know, these egos, and maybe it gets them going, and yeah, whatever. But I just thought being a DJ, I'd throw that in. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks, thanks for the Thank call. You. Thank you. Ten minutes left on the show here. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to bring up. Again, we got about ten minutes and change left on the sports phone here, so give us a call. Seven zero seven eight nine five. And with that, we've got another call. You're on the air. Well, hi there. So I'm surprised that nobody's called in and talked about marching band music. Marching band music. And halftimes and all like that. Pet bands. I I remember going... Do you remember I mean, the, the last pet band you saw at at a basketball game? Because I, I remember when... I, I've never really seen one at a basketball game, but do you remember where we saw one? Oh boy, uh, Humble State. Sure, but that, I I wouldn't call that a marching band, though. Well, uh, I would just I, call I, that I, a student band. That, that's a two, those are two different things. Well, wait a minute. What what, what is it? back to you, caller? Um, you mean that same idea, though, right? Because there was a pet band sitting in the crowd that was playing songs, or are you specifically talking about marching bands? Well, I don't know so much about what you're talking about, but I know any games that I had gone to in my youth, um, halftime there were um, the bands in uniform that would go up and down the... Uh, field um, and um, and play marching band music. Yeah, so marching bands are, are, are definitely part right. of football. So, so no question. So so yeah, I'm just surprised that that nobody's brought that up as as a sports related music because huh. I, I thought that I would hear that. But anyways, interesting. Yeah. Um, so go ahead, yeah, Jeff. So the reason it, I, I would say the reason it didn't come up for me is. Just, I went to a high school that was super small. We didn't have a marching band or a student band at our basketball or football games. So it just it wasn't a thing. And then same idea in college, right? Like there's just, there wasn't a marching band or a – we had a very, very small band that kind of came and went in college. I think they maybe came to like every other game. But just I wasn't necessarily exposed to it because I was involved in smaller sports, like smaller school sports. But at bigger schools, like for example, the, the school I coach at now, there's a full – band that plays during football and pre-COVID restrictions this year, they play during basketball games as well. So bigger schools absolutely have these things. I the, well, the part I don't know is if the band that marches and does like the formation stuff at halftime is the same as the student band that plays like the theme song after a team scores a touchdown. I don't know if those are two different things. Pet bands, marching bands. Are, are I, I can speak to this. Um, I went to a high school of 2,500 kids, uh, and marching band was a huge event. It was the being in the marching band seemed like had just as much prestige as being in the football team. We had a, a a director that was very competitive. Took them to competitions. They won competitions. I believe my high school band ended up playing either at a Super Bowl or, or in a playoff game at the Buffalo Bills Stadium. That was the closest high school to, to Jamestown, New York. I mean, that was the closest football team. I grew up with marching band being a huge event caller, and it was it was big. And um, 
they worked as hard as the football team. I mean, it was yeah. um, where they used to see them walking down, or marching down the street in Boonville. There, there would uh, there was a marching band guy. That, the same guy that taught music in Mendo, Jer, had a, had a marching band in 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 Boonville once. So that would be an interesting place, go to place to. Um, uh, look for um, um, maybe some replacement music for the Hay song. That would be could be very interesting. Marching um, bands. Hm. Anyways, um, thanks for the show. I always enjoy hearing you. Thanks Have for a good the night. thank, thank you. you. You too. Huh. I don't even remember how music. Oh, I guess we 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 mentioned the Hay song, and then that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Another call. Nope. You're on. You're on the air. Are you referring to Bob Ayers with the marching band? Bob Ayers, exactly. I, I should. Mm -hmm. I, I felt so bad that. So I, I used to work in the clinic in in Boonville, Jer, and I'd look out the window and Bob Ayers. I mean, I'm not even sure Boonville had a football team at that point, but they came marching down the street that the uh, the clinic was on, and and they would just go back and forth, back and forth, and he was teaching marching band as a class. And uh, it was about the band. It wasn't about a band to play at a football game. They were just teaching marching band. It was, uh, I was, it sounded great coming down the street. Yeah. Yeah, I dig Bob Ayers a lot. And, uh, and, and I think that's a great idea. I think, you know, you could probably get some really good rotation if you want to do it seasonally. You can probably get Inagata de Vida, you know, <laughs> and... All sorts of funny songs, you know. You could probably get, uh, uh, I mean, I have seen so many arrangements of Bohemian Rhapsody. There's got to be a marching band that does segments. Let, let me take oh, another, I have no doubt. Let me take another call. And you, can, and, you can, and you can have fun coming up with new songs for the show. I'm taking, marching band is, we're and, running out of time here. Of let, course, me, let me get someone well, else in here, Burton. Take another call, man. Yep. You're on the air. Remind Tim, there's also things such as football games, basketball games, hockey games. So there's all sorts of games going on that are sports. You there, Jer? No, I'm sorry. Let me take another call. Yep. You're on the air. Uh, uh, hi, I just wanted to say that Bob used to bring the band through... Mendocino was terrific. Oh, he, he would march the band through Mendocino as well? Yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> Thanks. That's all. Thank you. So, Jer, that's that's either before or after your time. You don't remember Bob Ayers teaching marching band in Mendo? Not a, not a one. Huh. Was there any music? I did you? find a marching band arrangement of Bohemian Rhapsody, though. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice work. 707. Eight nine five two four four eight. That was great. Two shout outs for Bob Air. He taught marching band in Mendocino High School of 170 kids and Boonville of 170 kids. That's incredible. Yeah. Hello, you're on the air. Oh, excuse me. Hello. I was just calling to let people know they should check out the Ohio State marching band. They are quite um, athletic, even with their arrangements that they do. They do this amazing. Hmm. Like best of the movies where they did a Jurassic Park scene with a T Rex eating someone in in and they'll <laughs> in formation. But at halftime, at halftime of a football game, I assume. 
Yes. You can see it on YouTube. Ohio State Marching Band. It's it's pretty yeah. amazing. And they are the same band that plays in the stands when oh, awesome. a, a, okay, a touchdown cool. is sports. Cool. But, yeah, cool, cool, I, cool. I, I, I personally have seen a lot of Ohio State football games. Ohio State football is amazing. But the band is, like, the star of the show, in my opinion. The, I, the, the, the overhead shot that they'll go to, like, when they show a halftime performance of a marching band, where they do, like, the the in-the-air, like, overhead shot where it's the entire stadium and you get to see that whole band moving as a unit is really impressive. It's The, the, the coordination and how in sync it is is really, really cool to see. Yeah, there's a lot of athleticism involved yeah. in that and the fact that they're playing music and, like, breathing in that certain pattern for the um, wind instruments. It's, it's pretty yeah. amazing. It's really cool. Thanks for the call. We're running out of time here. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Marching bands, Jerry, the big part of football. Yeah, and, and I, I would be able to, I would be willing to venture a guess. I don't have this like in front of me, but I, I would imagine there's marching band competitions as well. Oh well, like, that, that where, that's where what I mean. Judged my, and scored and, and things. My like that. high school um, went to those competitions, and that's how they got able to play. Oh, okay, gotcha, a, gotcha. Jerry, I'm, I'm uh, we got another call. I, uh, I'm sorry, caller, we're running out of time. That's it, Jer. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks for everyone that called in. Uh, we'll be back next week. That will be Sunday, January 30th. That will be the last January edition of the Sports Phone until January of the next year, of course. Uh, <laughs> but thanks for everyone that called in this week. Uh, we'll be back next week, same time, 7 o'clock on the Sports Phone. And until then, I hope everyone has an excellent week. And, Jer, I'm excited to say uh, I'm going to be able to come up and watch you coach. Yeah, not this week, but next week. So one more show before you get to come One more week. show, and then I'm going to come up and watch a coach, and I'm going to come back here and do another show. Thanks, everyone, that called. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can go to kzyx.org to find more shows and content like this one. While there, you can stream us live or check out our jukebox. And if you like what you hear, consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. We are Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, listener-supported community radio. KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Woolets and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. Thanks for listening.